The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. I'm pretty sure everyone knows I'm obsessed with the horror genre. Movies, books, games, and music, particularly rock. Yes, we have very similar tastes in music, but some of the movies you watch are a bit out there. (laughs) Like what? <laughs> what? Shall I remind you of the movie about the killer tire you so love? Um, I have no words. <laughs> it was called Rubber, and OMG, the tire's name was Robert, and he was legit one of the best killers out there. Little tire, big dreams. <laughs> I, I can't. I just can't with you. No words. Except for funny as F. <laughs> right. Okay, well, you, you know what? That movie was amazing, so whatever. One of my favorites, though, is Jennifer's Body. Oh, yeah. Good old Megan Fox. Yeah, well, but recently I heard it was loosely based on a true story. Oh, really? Yeah, not the part where she's possessed, but the murder itself. Oh, wow. I have to hear this. You're listening to Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, and joined by co-host and producer, Eddie B. Now I really want to watch the movie Rubber. (laughs) The movie Jennifer's Body starts out with the character Jennifer, played by Megan Fox. Being murdered by a group of teens... They were part of a rock band and believed they needed to sacrifice a virgin to achieve fame and fortune. While that's a movie, a very real version of this occurred in 1995 to a young student named Elise Poller. On the night of her disappearance, she was watching TV with her family. A phone call came in for her. She took the call in private. Then told her family she was going to bed. Instead, she placed pillows under her blanket and made it appear that she was in bed. Elise then snuck out of the house. By the next morning, her family found her bed and pillows as she left it and realized she had left the home. They called the police, though the police treated this as a runaway situation and figured she would come home eventually. Though, for nearly nine months, there were no signs of Elise. Until one day, 17-year-old Royce Casey went to the police station to confess to being part of Elise's murder alongside two friends. He stated that he was filled with guilt and also believed his two friends were planning to murder him next. 15-year-old Joseph Fiorella and 16-year-old Jacob Delashmet were the two friends who took part in Elise's murder alongside Royce. The three young men lured Elise from her house on the night she went missing 
by calling and offering her weed, alcohol, and to party. They knew she enjoyed taking part in these activities as they'd seen her at parties and would often hang out with her and take part in these types of activities. In fact, she had bumped into Jacob at a house party the night before her disappearance and had planned to hang out with him and the others the next evening. Jacob Delashma had also encountered Elise in a rehab at one time, furthering their connection and her trust in him. On this night, their intentions were not to smoke weed and hang out with Elise. Rather, it was to ambush her and use her as a sacrifice to the devil in order to allow their heavy metal band, named Hatred, to achieve the level of craziness that was needed to go professional. Elise had snuck out of her house the night she went missing, stuffing her bed with the pillows, left only wearing sweatpants, a sweatshirt, and no shoes. I've always found this part to be peculiar. She snuck out of her home with no shoes. Mm -hmm. She lived in a Royal Grande, California, which is a city in San Luis Obispo County, and the murder took place on the central coast, so it had to be chilly there. I wondered about that too, but since her body wasn't found until March of 96, maybe it was warmer weather when she, when the murder actually took place. Plus, if you're just heading down the street to chill and smoke some pot, <laughs> shoes aren't a priority. <laughs> yeah. When Elise arrived at the eucalyptus field they agreed to meet at, she never actually did any drugs with the boys. Instead, she was strangled with Jacob's belt. While Royce held her down, Joseph stabbed her in the neck, and the three then took turns stabbing her repeatedly. Assuming she was dead, they dragged her further into the field. Though she did not die from her stab wounds, none were fatal. Instead, she bled out slowly. It is believed she was sexually assaulted that night. And police believe after she was dead, the three would return frequently to the body and sexually assault the corpse. Nearly nine months passed before Elise's body was found. By this time, Royce had pulled away from the other boys and found God, then confessed. He was fearful for his own life because Jacob and Joseph had stated she wouldn't be the only one, there would be others. He feared that this could mean him as well. Royce Casey led authorities to Elise's body a quarter mile from her parents' home. During the confession, he told investigators that the three of them had planned the entire murder over a period of a month. While listening to the band Slayer and other death metal bands, 
As a musician myself, death metal should always be considered a subgenre of heavy metal rock. Mm -hmm. There's a distinct difference between the genres. Death metal always includes lyrics that discuss murder, occult, torture, and basically any kind of violence. Absolutely. There's a huge difference between rock, metal, and that type of stuff. During Royce's confession, he told investigators that they actually had tried to kill Elise once before, but failed. They had asked her to go for a walk with them near a ravine on a mesa. One boy acted as if he slipped into the ravine and attempted to get her to come down and help him. While Joseph took out a knife, tossed it to him in the ravine. He was to stab her, though he didn't go through with the stabbing. Elise never made mention to anyone of this incident and obviously wasn't afraid of them as she continued to meet with them, smoke pot together, and even met them on the night she was murdered. Investigators asked why they chose Elise and he stated she had blonde hair and blue eyes and because she was a virgin, she would be the perfect sacrifice for the devil the ultimate sin against God. He also stated they were most inspired by the Slayer song, Altar of Sacrifice, specifically the lyrics, High priest awaiting dagger in hand, spilling the pure virgin blood. The three had a heavy interest in Satanism and would break into cemeteries and rob graves. Though the youngest of the trio, Joseph Fiorillo, was apparently the leader, collecting books and educating himself on Satanism. It was later found that Royce Casey kept a journal. Investigators found an entry dated three months after the murder and it said, I'm fighting on the other side now, allied with the darkened souls. Satan's raised and shall conquer and reign. In the Bible, it says, in the end, Lucifer will bring out his best in everything. Music, love, murder. All of the psycho serial killers and rapists don't know that if they just build an altar of sacrifice and kill the person on the altar and then have repeated sex with the corpse, virgin meat is the ultimate sacrifice. All three boys were arrested and convicted. Joseph was the first to be sentenced. He was sentenced to 26 years to life in prison. Royce sentenced to 25 years to life, but would have to serve a minimum of 21 years before being eligible for parole. 
Jacob was sentenced to 25 years to life and would serve 85% of the sentence before being eligible for parole. After the trials and sentencing, David and Lisa Ann Puller claimed the post-mortem and dead skin mask by Slayer assisted the killers by giving instructions in the lyrics to stalk, rape, torture, as well as commit acts of necrophilia. They filed a lawsuit against Slayer, though the judge ultimately threw the case out, stating there was no legal position to make Slayer responsible for Elise's death. This didn't stop David and Lisa Ann from filing a second lawsuit against the band for knowingly distributing harmful materials to minors. Once again, it was dismissed. The judge stated Slayer's music was not obscene, indecent, or harmful to minors. In July of 2021, Royce Casey was up for a parole hearing. California Governor Gavin Newsom denied parole for Casey. Jacob is scheduled for a parole hearing in December of 2024, and Joseph's is scheduled for July of 2022. What really leads a teenage boy to attack a young woman so viciously without remorse? Could it be the drugs? They were regular users of meth and acid. Or is it truly the influence of death metal music that includes satanic lyrics? Or is it a combination of both that shifts their perception of reality? We may never really know and just need to leave this to the realms of the unexplained. I think it's a combination of a mind twisted by drugs and fantasy, drugs being a definite catalyst. I so agree. I'm not sure what the purpose of lyrics are with some of these death metal bands. But when listened to by impressionable young people who are regular regular users of drugs, it really just creates a recipe for disaster. Oh, 100%. Put that shit a click below EDM on the music scale. <laughs> yeah. Remember, kids, listen to Mr. Mackey. Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> I also wonder how Satanism as a religion can be warped into murder. I remember reading something not long ago on the Church of Satanism and that they did not condone murder or torture. Though in these cases, it's always the defense that they were into that particular belief system guess that's a whole different wormhole for another show. I suppose part of their fantasy is the ritual sacrifice. True. How about you sacrifice your brain and your eyes for a movie watching session with me? Uh, you know, the killer tire? Killer tire? <laughs> I have an idea. We write a script for a mashup called Robert the Tire versus Robert the Doll. <laughs> Maybe that can be in your next book. Yes. <laughs> if you're new, 
You can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. This podcast is supported by Anchor.fm and V Media Studios.